Welcome everyone to Living Life Now, Ingredients for Thriving in the Modern World, where I hope each week to share a little bit of something that makes your life just a tad sweeter, brighter, and maybe even a little bit inspired. Today's topic explores what life is like in our 50s. What are the realities? What does it look like? How does it feel to be 50-something? And perhaps most importantly, what are the opportunities? I've heard from a lot of folks out there that it's a time of reinvention. And in case you're wondering, I'm 54 years old myself, but I still feel at times like I'm in my 20s. Truth be told, I do have the musical taste of a 16-year-old girl, and that is meant as a compliment, gals. Can I get a shout out to Katy Perry, Dua Lipa, Lady Gaga, and my latest obsession, Lizzo? I know I'm a little late on that artist, but better late than never. So being 50 is a funny ball of wax for me. I finally stopped caring what other people think of me. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not completely without ego, but now I'm running my own show in a sense versus having someone or something outside of myself running it for me. I should be wearing this or driving that, eating here, traveling there, and you get the picture. Being younger can be exhausting. At least it was for me. I'm also finally coming into my own in terms of creative expression, love, and taking care of myself. Oprah Winfrey shared in a conversation with Tina Fey during Oprah's 2020 Vision Your Life in Focus tour about something Maya Angelou said to her about her 50s. By the way, for me, I consider Maya Angelou to be one of the greatest teachers of our time. And this is what Maya Angelou said to Oprah. Babe, the 50s are everything you've been meaning to be. It's everything you thought you might do. This is it. It's coming in. You're not even there yet. I feel like this is true. And I'm going to bring my fellow 50-something friend on because life is full of so many realities and experiences. Scott is a dear friend of mine, and we love to talk for hours about what's happening in our culture at large, so he's the perfect guest for today. We're going deep into our 50s, so let me introduce him. Scott Tallman was born and raised in Iowa. After college, he moved to Los Angeles and has spent more than 25 years working in marketing, PR, and events. Having been a senior executive at entertainment companies and nonprofits, he now owns his own event company, Tallman Events. He is also the host of a wonderful podcast called Voice of Pod that he hosts with Michael Avila. I've had the pleasure of working with Scott on some of his big events, and they really are epic. Please help me in welcoming Scott. Hi, Scott. Hi, Barry. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm good. Wait, you're not at 50. Well, parts of me are. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of you as so young and vibrant, but yes, okay, 50, 50s, 50 something. Yep. So tell me, what do you think about being in your 50s? You know, Barry, I will tell you, my entire life, I have been waiting for something to click in my head for you to go into adult mode and that I expected to feel different, to think different, to turn into my parents. And it's never happened. And when I tell you, I, I feel like I have the same mind that I had when I was 19 years old. I have the same curiosities. I have the same exuberance about life. Um, I have the same snarkiness. Um, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, for me, that's the interesting thing I wish people had told us when we were younger, that it's your body that ages, really, and not your mind. And your mind is mm. this 
eternal organ um, that is what you let it be and what you let it find. How's that? That's 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 it's beautiful. It's so interesting. I was looking for quotes for for this uh, podcast, and I saw one from Sophia Loren, and she said that there is a fountain of youth. I'm paraphrasing her, but she said it's your mind. It really is your mind, how you hold it, like what you do with your creativity. And if you can like really let that flow for yourself and your loved ones, then you you found the fountain of youth. So I think you're really hitting on something pretty major when you say that. And you'll be, I don't even think it's just my creativity. I think it's seeing the beauty and the creativity throughout the planet and the universe, if you mm. will. Mm. Um, I see it in places I didn't used to see. I appreciate it much more. Um, I'm also finding I'm really trying to tell people um, when I do see it because I find as a society, for some reason, we don't like to affirm people. And um, mm. I think that's the biggest gift we as adults can do to people of any age group. Um, is to tell them when they're doing something beautiful. Um, and that could be a work thing or a personal thing or an artistic endeavor. And um, I don't know, I, I, that's really sort of where I'm at now is trying to share that. And, and I really try to compliment people as much as I can, especially mm, in these crazy times of, you know, all yeah. that's crazy in the world. I, I think that's that's beautiful. I mean, if we all did that, it would be um, a different experience, wouldn't it? Well, and I think when you're younger, especially like in the workplace, people are afraid to point out other people's successes. I think somehow they feel that that lessens themselves. And I actually find, you know, and I always say this, when um, when somebody comes to a microphone and accepts an award on, on their behalf and, and they make it sound like they did whatever it is by themselves, I know they're full of crap. Um, but when somebody gets up and says, I'm surrounded by amazing people who have allowed this, whatever that is, again, artistic business or whatever, to happen, then I know I'm talking to somebody who's, mm. you know, a little evolved and, um, and, and, and I will pay a little more attention to that person. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious. Um, do you find yourself like this subject of being 50 because and, and I'll get into this a little bit more specifically in a bit. But, you know, I had posed that question on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, like what's your experience of of being 50 or being in your 50s? And so one of the questions I'd love to ask you is, you know, is this something that you talk about with other friends, like other than me? Are you having conversations about being in your 50s? And and if so, like, what are you talking about? You know, a qualified yes. I mean, obviously, you know, you don't go to a dinner party and talk about your age, but a lot of um, our peers are kind of going through similar experiences. And, you know, some of them are difficult ones. You know, we are at that age where you start losing your parents and you start losing mm -hmm. friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and what's interesting I have found is, you know, we don't prepare people for grief. And, um, you know, I've lost both uh. of my parents in the last 10 years. And I will tell you, that was really a major psychological thing I was not prepared for. Mm. You know, we live in a society where, you know, your, your company wants to give you three days off to grieve. And you realize this is such a long process. And again, when you don't know how to do it, 
it's it's really been crazy. So we have those kinds of conversations. You know, the other one, and, and sorry, this is all becoming very dark, but no, no, but I and I actually want to speak to what you just said. But, but you know, on. we also live. You know, I'm, I'm one of these people, I, and I again, I have a circle of friends that you know had spent twenty some odd years in a career just to be you know laid off and let go one day, and we're finding there's a lot of us in this age group that are you know, suddenly looking for new jobs, possible new careers, um, you know, because, you know, 50 is, you know, uh, such a young age. Uh, Social Security even doesn't believe, you know, you're an old person until you're, what is it now, 67 or 68. So, yeah, or 65 or so, you know, what, what are we going to do with all of this knowledge and all this experience that we have? And what does the job market look like? And, you know, it's very interesting. But, those are like the two sort of really significant things that I find are coming up a lot at dinner parties are those sort of challenges mm. in life. There's a lot of great stuff too. And, you know, I think, um, well, before, before we go to great stuff, um, I, I want to address this, this concept of, you know, like at this age, what we're experiencing, you know, a loss of one parent, a loss of two parents, a loss of, of a friend or friends, partners, um, you know, I think that is a reality that people are working with. And, you know, how how we as a culture deal with grief and death and dying, you know, it's it's still it can be, I think, a bit archaic. It's like people don't want to talk about it or they have a fear of it. It's not really looked at at, at like a natural part of life. Yep. You know, um, I, I was very lucky in my family where um there were very large celebrations when someone passed and the person was honored and, and everyone would come out to, you know, give their regards to, to the family and to really honor that person. And, um, and it was talked about and people cried. And so I feel like I was very lucky in terms of how I grew up that I, that I saw that. And, you know, people in the midst of the grief would find a sense of humor and, you know, it's, I, I, again, feel very grateful that I grew up in that. And I'm also aware that a lot of people, it's, it's almost something that they, they're afraid to even touch, to yep. go near. Um, but it's, it's a part of life. And I think that the more we're able to sort of understand that and embrace that's a, that that's a part of the process, I actually think it helps us to live more fully. Well, and, you know, listen, again, delving a little further, you know, I had to nurse both of my parents through their death. So suddenly I was dealing with rehab facilities and nursing homes. That whole part of getting older that I had no experience in, you get thrown into a crisis. I was the executor for both of my parents' estates, uh, which I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and, you know, and then it weirdly turns into fights and arguments and discussions with your siblings about everything from financial to, um, I want the blah, blah, blah painting or whatever you're fighting over in the house. And so you're dealing with not only Mm -hmm. the, the death and the loss and all of those things, but then all these other sort of crazy issues at the same time. And, um, I feel so much wiser on this side of it, I'm still dealing with the emotional content. Yeah. And I'm finding that, again, going to your original question, I'm finding at dinner parties, I'm sort of becoming that advice giver on the process. Um, you know, have you considered this? Have you considered that? The different levels of nursing homes. We got my father into this unbelievable mm-hmm. program that I had never heard of before that apparently several nursing homes have. And 
it was a, a, a godsend and it was really amazing. And we found it sort of by accident. And um, But then my father's generation, which I've now, since I've talked to other people, they have a really hard time moving into these facilities. For some reason, they see it as a prison or a death sentence. And we had to deal with all of that. Yeah. So there's a lot of issues. And I know yeah. that's not the purpose of this podcast, but it's... As, but, well, and we could do, listen, we could do an entire podcast on this particular topic matter. I, I, I you know, we absolutely could. Um, and I think it'd be a worthy one. But before we do that, um, I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I have to tell you for me, like at this age to sort of take it back to being in our 50s, you know, I have to stretch a lot more. And that is both physically and also just, it's almost like I feel like our consciousness gets a little stiff and tight. It's like I have to really work on being flexible, both on the physical level and what I'm thinking mentally, you know. Um, Interesting. And so, you know, I think that's a big part of like, you know, take a yoga class, Qigong, like uh, go for walks, like do whatever it is that gets the blood pumping through your body. And, you know, it's like definitely a time where self-care I have found is just become so important. Like, what about it for you? Like, do you take supplements? Like, what have you found like at this age you're, you're having to do to take care of yourself? And it can be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Right. Well, you know, it's funny. And I, I'll, I'll go off of you, you know, when you're growing up and like going through school and you know, we all go through that drinking phase where you you do an all nighter and then you go to school the next morning or work the next morning, and your and body you just fine. sort of handles it. Yeah, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, I a dexatrim and a tab, and I was ready to go. Um. And that yes, dated me right there. Both references. And um. <laughs> but at but fifty. To your, but to your stretching point, you know, first of all, I've had twenty twenty vision my entire life, and I literally woke up one day in my late forties, and my eyes fell out of my head, and I now cannot read without <laughs> reading glasses. And so that yeah. was the first entree into your body saying, "Hey, Scott, guess what." Um, and to you, you know, my thing is, you know, um, I, I too have to stretch. Um, I'm taking long walks. You know, your metabolism isn't the same as it was. Um, you're kind of going. I'm growing hair in strange places. Right. Um, so it's laser. It's Botox. It's fillers. I mean, I you know. Oh, what? and I, I keep getting little bumps cut off, skin tags, and whatever. And you know, of course, those it, are lots all of things removed. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right? yes. Lots of things removed. Uh, if I had a nickel for every It is every a strange time. reality. <laughs> it, it is a strange reality, that part. But you know, Barry, yeah. I think what's interesting about that is, is especially being men in this society, we're sort of taught not to take care of ourselves in that way. Mm. Um, actually, mm. we're kind of also taught, our, especially our generation, we weren't really taught to take care of ourselves emotionally either. We were supposed to be these stoic sort of figures. Um, and, and, you know, for a lot of reasons that we can talk about, I think, you know, you and I especially are not in that stereotype, which I'm so happy about, but I do find, you know, again, with this 16 year old, 19 year old brain in my head, um, you know, to do what I can do on my exterior and I'm, I, I'm doing nothing extreme and I'm, you know, I need to lose some weight and all that stuff, but you know, I, you know, I try to kind of keep up with some of those things just because I want to feel, good about all of that and, and i think and it's Scott, important that's 
That's it, that's something that I saw in the response on Facebook and Instagram uh, comments from people where they were saying like, you know, my spirit is still, you know, 21, you know, so I'm doing whatever I can to sort of on the physical level, sort of keep up with that spirit, you know, it's like to, to keep myself in whatever shape I can keep myself in that allows me to, you know, be joyful and expressive. And so I think that, yeah, I think that's something and, and I wonder in part if it's like the wisdom of your 50s, like where you realize like if, if you have more than a drink or two, you need like a full day of recovery versus like, you know, a tab and a Percocet, as you said, like, you know, it's like it just takes longer to recover. Right. Uh, so it's it's almost like you have to be more conscientious. And then also, I think when you're at our age, my opinion, um, you know, how I'm spending my time, who I'm spending it with, what I'm up yep. to. Those are all things that I really measure very carefully because I find that I, I'm not that unending bundle of energy I was when I was 20 bouncing off of the walls. You know, that's just not me anymore. I also think at this age, you get into ruts and I am more than guilty mm, of that. You know, mm, you mm. prepare the same things for dinner. You go to the same five restaurants. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a friend of mine here who's our age as well. And I will tell you, we will do an adventure every couple of weeks and they're the most ridiculous free things. Like literally we'll drive into the middle of the desert, someplace we've never been and just go on a hike. And I will tell you, there is something about that that is so good for your brain to see mm. new things, to taste new things. And again, I don't think it has to be some amazing, you know, African safari and a million dollars. Literally, I think you could do things for, you know, absolute free drive to a different park, take a walk mm -hmm. there, Tr um, you know, go to a new restaurant or try a new recipe. Um, you know, I remember reading this thing that they said um, you should alter the route you drive. If you drive to the same office yes, every single day, yes. you should try different routes because it does something to the synapses in your brain. I really yes. truly believe that. And I believe you could do that with other areas of your life, like, you know, where you walk, where you eat, what you eat, yeah, um, it's um, it's it's uh, I believe it's like neuroplasticity. It's like it's like flexibility is really what it is. It's flexibility. Yep. But what we were talking about earlier, um, I'd love to share with you some of the comments that came in on Facebook and Instagram. Love it. Rita from Colorado on Facebook said of her 50s, best decade of my life so far. Anat from California on Facebook shared that it was a healing decade of shedding conditioning and it really affected every aspect of her life. She also said it was an empowering and deeply transformational decade, which I was like, wow. Um, I believe that. That's good. Right? Johnny from California on Facebook said, I just cannot believe some days it came this fast, <laughs> which I... Uh, Johnny, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, Johnny, we totally relate. Um, he also added that um, I do need more sleep than previous decades, which, Scott, honestly, and I'd love to hear what you what your experience is with this. Lately, I'm sleeping like nine. I'm like a teenager again. Um, isn't it funny that sleep becomes this amazingly... Um, 
to me, an afternoon nap uh, is the most luxurious thing you can do the for best, yourself. The best, right? Yeah. Massages and afternoon naps. Oh my god, are the two most important things in life. It's like they Let's have it call. right in Italy and Spain, right? Like the the, yes. the siesta. Like why did we get? Why don't we have that? I, I want to know. You know, and gelato, and gelato, please. Uh, right? Yeah. If we're gonna talk Italian food again, that's a whole podcast. Um, oh, Jill from New York on Facebook said, "I finally found my perfect." partner and I'm getting married next year. And, you know, something similar happened for me in finding partnership. And, you know, I know for a lot of people, they're like, I'm in my fifties or even I've heard it in 60. It's like, you can find, but yes. Come on, Barry, Jill got a cat and some haagen and Jill, I am with you, <laughs> sister, throwing a Netflix remote and we could be married. <laughs> she literally is getting married. I mean, it's all right. But you know, it's true though. It's like, you can find love at any age, right? Yep. Yeah. So, but I- but I think it's love of a lot of things. I think, you know, mm. we put a lot of emphasis on partnership. And I think that is fantastic if you find a good partner and um, emphasis on good partner and what that means. But yeah. I also think you sort of have to fall in love with yourself. I think you have to. I haven't had children. I don't think you've had children other than mm-hmm. the four-legged kind. And I think especially for people I've seen who've had kids and they're starting to leave the nest, I watch them they sort of have to rediscover themselves because they've, they for so long have taken care of others. Yes. Um, and it's sort of a fun renaissance to watch as a friend. Um, I'm still, I'm going through that as well. Maybe not as extreme as somebody who's, you know, going through empty nests, but I do think that's part of the fifties is I, Scott, who am I? Yeah. 100%. It's it to me, it's like, you're not 20, you're not 30, you're not 40. It's like who we are now is different and hence like what we're up to. And I often think that, you know, sometimes losing a job as challenging as that can be, because, you know, when our financial underpinnings get shifted, it is scary. There's no doubt about that. And at the same time, it yep. does force us to create or reinvent ourselves and find something. And, you know, you and I had talked about this, and I just want to bring it forward here now. It's like we were talking about AARP, right, as as being this great resource for people. You know, you can join AARP like 50 and above, right? You're, you can join. I oh, joined at 48. Join it's an amazing, amazing organization. It's the best 16 bucks you can spend, and we are not yeah. being paid to say that. First of all, the discounts alone are totally worth it. And once you have the AARP card, they don't – it's not about an age thing. It's just having the card. Um, I find it to be as good if not better than the AAA discounts. So that alone <laughs> should be the incentive. But um, but all the other things that they do are, are pretty amazing. You know, They have a, a pack. Um, I find them to be very inclusive. They talk about LGBT mm, issues. They talk about estate planning. They talk about – I mean – a lot of these, you know, things that I was talking they're, about, like they're they a resource. Address, yeah, they're a resource. I I had written a, a a blog, maybe it was a year ago, about connectivity and the importance of it for health. And suddenly, like Psychology Today had a cover story on it. And then I done some research and I pulled up this this study from AARP that was talking about, you know, health and death rates and how important it is for us to stay connected with other people, especially as we age. So just to what you're saying, I think AARP is an incredible resource. Anyone 50 or older, you know, looking for how to navigate, I think it it really is great. Also, there is another organization that I found. Um, 
there's Yahoo groups, there's various 50 plus social networking sites, you know, whether it's for dating, dogs, cats. The, one of my favorites that I found so far, it's called nextavenue.org. They cover health, work and purpose, money and policy, living, caregiving, and technology. Because like you had said earlier, the caregiving piece, right? Wow. Um, anyway, I, I, you know... Is there any other thoughts that you have on being 50, Scott, that you would talk about? Well, you know, you, if, if your listeners haven't figured it out, um, I'm a bit of a sarcastic you know, person. And I, I, I believe in sort of like a hyper reality. And I, I really don't like one line fix all answers because I don't believe Agreed. that exists. I think what you need to know is at any age is there's good and there's bad. And you can't concentrate all your energies in one of the pools. And I think you have to acknowledge both. You know, it's exciting that, you know, going to the career thing, you may have to find a new job and it can be frustrating. I do find that there's age discrimination and things like that. But I think life at this age becomes about seeing the whole and not getting mm. lost in one mm. slice of the pie or mm, one side that. of the fence. And that's the joy of life. If you really, you know, want to be philosophical is um, I love to tell people I, I, uh, to take a macro view of life. Um, and I think oftentimes we live in the micro. Um, you know, today's a bad day. This person's a horrible person. But back it up a little bit. You know, I have mm -hmm. a great circle of friends. Um, I'm eating a terrific meal. Uh, the weather is gorgeous. I mean, there's always a positive to go, a yin to go with the yang. And, you know, as I get older, I think that's a big thing is balance becomes very important, you know, um, not too much of one thing and appreciating. And I, I love just to jump off of what you were saying about like, you know, being with a, a group of your friends or being with your family. It's like at this stage of the game, you know, I'm really aware of, of the like essential nature of loving friendships and loving family and just how important it is for living. You know, it's like, if you're not talking about being in your 50s with your friends, start up a conversation. Yep. Hopefully what we've talked about today will light a few ideas and a few fires in terms of how people are talking about it and, and, um, just thank you, Scott, so much for, for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Barry. And, and, you know, in my circle of friends, you're one of those people that your energy is always so infectious and you are a conversation starter. And I hope you know how important you are in that circle of friends. And, you know, hopefully to your thank listeners you, Scott. as well. And thank I you. Thank you. Love thank you. You can reach today's guest on LinkedIn under Scott Tolman, Event Meeting Awards Producer at Tolman Events, or on Facebook at Scott Tolman, and also on Facebook at Voice of Pod. You can find links to the following resources in our show notes. AARP.org for anyone 50 or older looking for excellent resources and information about how to navigate our 50s and beyond. Plus, they have discounts, as Scott said. Also, there are Yahoo groups and various 50-plus social networking sites for every interest, including dating, dogs, and cats. My favorite is nextavenue.org. They cover health, work and purpose, money and policy, living, caregiving, and technology. But I think the funnest thing to do is sit down with a group of your friends and talk 50s. Age isn't always top of mind, but surprisingly, when you start to talk about it, there's a lot that comes forward, the realities, what's inspiring, and sometimes just the awareness that you've got some friends to walk the journey with. 
A special thank you to iTunes, Spotify, and Google Music for being the amazing platforms for podcasting that they are. You can reach our incredibly talented music man, Ian Taylor, at iantaylormusic.bandcamp.com. Again, iantaylormusic.bandcamp.com. And special thanks to my producer, Aaron Davies at Growl Lodge for his production, editing, and mastering. He makes me sound great. You can reach Aaron at growlodge.com. G-R-O-W-L-L-O-D-G-E.com. And as I shared earlier, here's the Sophia Loren quote. There is a fountain of youth. It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life and the lives of people you love. When you learn to tap this source, you will truly have defeated age. I'm finding my 50s to be a time where I'm reprioritizing what's important to me. I'm wanting to create fully, love deeply, and live my purpose. And I know in the work I do as a coach, I'm not alone. This is universal. So I would encourage everyone in their 50s, or really whatever age you are, to listen to that still small voice inside your head. It's probably your heart talking. Thanks everyone for joining our conversation today. Be well, share the love please, and remember we're all in this together. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Barry Alton Clark on Instagram, Facebook, and on the web. And if you'd like a free copy of my latest book, Living Life Now, Ingredients for Thriving in the Modern World, you can go to my website, barryaldenclark.com, for the link to Amazon Kindle. Take care. Bye.